0: Podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this This unomics podcast. So oh, what's going on people? You're now locked into this and on this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the heat wave so far. God damn, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot for real. Make sure you checked out my last, my previous episode to this one, episode 264. As I'm recording this today, the first round of the conservative leadership race has commenced and not commenced, has actually finished. And are Zahawi and Jeremy Hunt have both been knocked out i think that they're the lowest two um ranking candidates i think rishi got the most votes with 88 and then um penny got the second of 67 then it was list trust with 50 and then kemi baddenock with 40. so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next because um the people who for example jeremy hunts votes they're likely to go towards penny which will take our close to rishi in the next round so it's very interesting to see how that unfolds so for a more in-depth look at all these candidates check out episode 264 i look at details on what they voted for when it comes to health the economy business taxation immigration welfare and their backgrounds, how long they've been MPs for, what jobs they had, their claim to fame, and how closely or loosely tied were they to Boris Johnson. So make sure you check that episode out. That'll give you good insight to who could be be potentially the next Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And one of the remaining six candidates will be Prime Minister come September the 5th, yeah? So make sure you check that out. Now this week's episodes, this week's episode, we're kind of steering away from politics. We're now into macroeconomics and we're looking at sri lanka yeah the beautiful island of sri lanka in southern asia i believe disarray disarray right the economy is in the absolute mud and i feel very sorry for the people and what they have done is they've actually managed to overthrow the president so good on them anyway we're going to get into that in a minute in a minute we're going to talk on the president how he had to flee people's yards getting burned down and why sri lanka and unfortunately their people are in such a kerfuffle that's coming next hi I, it's mxm and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's gliss, gliss, gliss. yo what's going on people you're not locked into this podcast make sure you're rating this five star if you listen to this on spotify or on apple podcast I believe that's usually On your mobile devices I'm not sure If tablets are included Because I don't know I no longer have one Let's get my ratings To 5 star on both I think it's 4.9 On on, um, Apple And 4.7 On Spotify It went down Because some people Decided to vote it down In a strategic manner And more power to them Jobless idiots Anyway We are talking Sri Lanka Right Sri Lanka Beautiful island in Asia With about 22 million people and unfortunately, things have gone very, very left for the great people of Sri Lanka. They lost it in the last week. They have, they've had enough. There's been violent protests going on for some time, but it definitely reached boiling point recently. They have managed to oust President Gotabia Rajapaska. Rajapaska. My Sri Lankan people, apologies if I, I'm saying his name incorrectly, people who know how to say his name properly, please hit me up because I don't like to mispronounce people's name. And he has allegedly fled to the Maldives, right? He hasn't given any official statements since the news of his departure to the, to the Maldives. The Sri Lankan Air Force said it provided a military plane for a 73-year-old, he, he was formerly military himself, his wife and two bodyguards. Rajak Paska has promised to resign on Wednesday after, well, that was last Wednesday, after protesters stormed his official residence. People of the matter told Bloomberg News that they haven't received his resignation yet. There was violent protests, which led to speak of parliament announcing that Rajak Paskar will, will step down and the demonstrators even ran up in a presidential residence fam. <laughs> There's pictures of somebody having a shower. There's pictures of them just chilling on the sofa. There's, it's hilarious. It kind of reminds me of where did they run up in the other day? Oh, where Taliban ran up in the official office in Afghanistan. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, the, com- the country has been sick to death of blackouts, power blackouts, shortages of basic goods and insane levels of inflation, which we're going to get into more details later they have been on the president's ass for months but he invoked um, emergency powers to maintain control yeah so if you've ever watched any like documentaries you see how some of these leaders will do whatever they can to stay in power longer than they should Sri Lanka currently negotiates with the IMF of a rescue plan as well as um, plans to restrict its sovereign debt but obviously all this um, unsettlement violence protests and just general uncertainty in the country of course throws a span on the works and makes these negotiations even more difficult so how did this happen how did sri lanka get into this awful awful situation sri lanka was i remember there was an article um i was reading on this today there was an article i can't remember what publication who spoke about how sri lanka is going to be very rich in 2025 and this was written in 2018, and Sri Lanka's kind of seen that as the poster child for a developing country. Uh, quite a lot of the Western wardens pushing some of their new greener energy, capitalist ideals, wanting them to go to clean energy. And Sri Lanka did oblige. Uh, boy, maybe not for the best, but we'll get on to that. So, how did this happen? Analysts cite economic mismanagement from successive governments, I mean, not just this current government, governments prior. Which weaken Sri Lanka's public finances, leaving national expenditure in excess of income and production of tradable goods and services in at inadequate levels. Now, what does that mean, Disnocence Listeners? Let me translate that macroeconomic jargon into plain English, and that's how we like to do in this economics, yeah? Basically, the people in charge, the governments, and not just one, the governments before that as well. Back to back to back for those niggas who don't get the message Worse of Drizzy Drake. Sri Lanka governments made terrible financial decisions. Their public finances, so the amount of money that they have is very, very weak. And the amount of money that the country spends is way ahead of the amount of money that they get back, they receive and the production of things that they can actually sell. So just take it, so just look at Sri Lanka as a household. Imagine your household is spending way more than you are earning in terms of like maybe your partner, uh, you and your partner, how much your wages or businesses combined. And the work you're putting in is not enough to address this deficit. That's where Sri Lanka's in, they're in the red. And this was made way worse, way, way worse when when Rajak Baska's government announced they will do serious tax cuts, deep tax cuts, shortly after it took power in 2019. Now you're also in Dysonomics, Dysanomics, what's wrong with tax cuts? Why is that bad? Guess what happened. Guess what year comes after 2020? Well, that's a dumb question, people. From me, apologies. Of course, 2020. And what happened in 2020? Coronavirus. So imagine You're slapping tax cuts Yeah And what does that mean You're reducing The amount of taxation On businesses On um, Assets On land If you do land tax On income On consumption Everything Yeah That means you're Taking in less money From the citizens And businesses In your country Taking in less money And then hit With a global pandemic Shortly after Is like a recipe for disaster. So the pandemic blamed them, right? Also, revenues went down, of course, due to tax costs, as I said, COVID came, slapped them up. And this is in addition to them being heavy debt, as well as rising commodity prices, right? Commodities such as oil, for example, right? I want to get onto the fuel price issue later. Also, the government quite silly in hindsight banned synthetic fertilizer in 2021 which meant farmers were unable to access organic fertilizers and basically abandoned their fields lo and behold inflation in food prices and a food shortage of course the sri lankans were losing their marbles so when you take into account rising food prices yeah so rising commodity prices food shortages yeah decrease in, in, in revenues yeah from taxes they're in the mud they're legit this basically wiped all these things wiped out much of Sri Lanka's revenue base so once I have a revenue base I mean the money Sri Lanka gets in so imagine you get fired from your job your nine to five, your five to nine hustle, whether you're, you do Uber part time, whether you sell stuff on Amazon, whether you do hair or barbering, whether you trade cryptocurrency, imagine that gets cut out. You're no longer getting dividends from any stocks you hold. What, what, does that ha- what happens to your personal finances? Well, the income, the money you're res- that's coming in on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis, whichever time scale you want to look at, is going down and your costs haven't, you're in a t- precarious situation because you still have bills to pay. And that's no different from a business and that's no different from a sovereign nation such as Sri Lanka. What also was a significant blow was remittances from nationals working abroad dropped. So Sri Lankans who are working in a different country, send the money back home also dropped, right? And this was exacerbated with the issues regarding foreign currency. They have an inflexible exchange rate, foreign exchange rate, which also meant that less funds from abroad was coming back into Sri Lanka. Now, you know when have you ever heard a saying when it rains it pours? Cool. So what what usually happens in the UK? Because a lot of people don't have much money in their savings. A lot of people in the country, when you take into account their income and then you minus their costs from the income, their costs actually supersede their income, or even the income left over is not enough to kind of get by. How do people bridge this gap? Credit, right? And that's why we have a lot of credit. Credit is a big thing in the Western world and it's big things all over the world. Now, credit naturally is going to be a big thing for a nation like Sri Lanka in such tricky times. But unfortunately for them, rating agencies naturally were concerned about the government's finances. actually concerned about the government's finances and their ability to repay large foreign debt which led to inevitably downgrading a credit rating from 2020 onwards and the lower your credit rating as we know the harder it is for you to get loan and the higher interest rates you'll be charged so your access to finance itself is also going down when it rains it unfortunately pours for sri lanka effectively the country is locked out of international finance markets so that's like a potential lifeline that is just myth. the government heavily relied on its FX reserves like a lot of countries always have quite a lot of reserves right so they have a bunch of foreign currency in reserve just in case because of this in the last two years they've burnt through 70 percent of the FX reserves spooky Sri Lanka was once a great example of developing economy, as I said before, but now things are looking spooky. Hospitals are short on medicine. There's massive queues at filling stations due to fuel shortages. There's frequent blackouts. Inflation is as high as 54.7%. 6 5%, and the central bank reckons it could go as high as 70%. Now, remember here how crazy the streets were going when we heard inflation hit 9%. All of us are going to our local supermarkets, go shopping online, and that, and we're like, raw, no packs, £9. When did that happen? Imagine an inflation rate of 54%, Brethren. Let alone inflation on food. Remember, I said there's food shortages due to. um. The same as they did with growing crops the agricultural industry they say food inflation alone is around 80 percent barbaric the country does not have enough fuel currently for essential services such as buses trains and medical vehicles such as ambulances right this is why petrol and diesel prices have been risen have risen significantly all throughout the year and it got so sticky that, and towards the end of June, the government banned the sale of petrol and diesel for non-essential vehicles for two weeks. So imagine here, like the fuel. Remember that time when everybody was queuing up for petrol and stuff? Imagine it got so bad that, um, okay, I'll say Boris, but Boris is going to go, in, but let's say Boris right now because he's still in power. Said, "Yo, yeah, unless you are a ambulance, unless you are a bus, unless you're a non-essential service." unless you're the central service that needs, an essential vehicle that needs fuel, you can't buy fuel. All of us with cars, well not me, I ain't got a car, but people with cars and motorbikes, done out here, done out here. What's made this mad is that, and by the way, this is the first country to do this in 50 years. 50 years, right? And fuel still to this day remains heavily restricted. schools have also closed and people have been asked to work from home to reserve supplies imagine here where we're fighting to work from home they have to work from home by force because there's not enough supplies to go around so it's a waste having people um go into the office or whatever whatever the place of work is what did the Sri Lankan government actually do though well in this economic crisis, though, despite the economy clearly spiraling out of control, they initially held off talks with the International, Mon- International Monetary Fund, the IMF, who um, often give out lifelines. Mums and mums of the opposition leaders and some financial experts urging the government to act, they held their ground, and they citing their tourism industry, which is, which is top class, would bounce back, and then the remittances will eventually recover. They'll probably think, yeah, COVID's over, things will bounce back. Nah, brood boy. Eventually, the government saw sense and would seek help from countries such as India and China, who are both, of course, massive powerhouses in the Asian region and both have been jockeying for influence over the island. India claimed to have provided $3.5 billion worth of support this year, and China hasn't internationally intervened publicly, but um, they say they support the efforts to restructure its debt. Earlier in 2022, Rajak Paskar asked China to restructure repayments on around $3.5 billion of debt owed to Beijing, which in late 2021 also provided Sri Lanka with about $1.5 billion worth of yuan-denominated swaps, yeah? Cool. So that's what the government did, and it wasn't enough, really, because, of course, they've been booted out. So what's going to happen next? According to Sri Lanka... <coughs> according to the Sri Lankan constitution, so that's like their way of governance. Should a president resign, the country's prime minister will assume the role. So that is Ranil Rickman Singh, who has said to him also got to be out of here. And in that case, it's lucky that parliament speaker, Belinda Yapa Abewandena, what we'll assumed charge of, of the nation on a temporary basis until lawmakers determine an official replacement up until the next election, which will be 2024. Sri Lanka has been given 30 days, yeah? Net 30 days to come up with $75 million 63 million quid to settle an interest payment that is due. But Central Bank Governor P. Nandalalau where a thing has said, I cannot pay that, I don't have the facilities for that. Big man, two of the world's biggest credit agencies have also confirmed Sri Lanka has defaulted on debt payments, so it's very, very, very difficult for the Sri Lankan economy right now. Sri Lanka has more than five fifty one billion dollars, which is about 39 million pounds of debt. And that's foreign there. And six point five billion dollars of this is actually owed to China. The G seven group, um, leading um, the G seven group of leading industrial countries, which is Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, UK, and US, has said it supports their attempts to restructure debt payments. Um, the World Bank has agreed to drop, to bust them on six hundred million dollars, and India India has offered them at least one point eight billion dollars in return. I find it super interesting because. In Sri Lanka's time of lead, all these Western um, democracies and f- banks and organizations who are pushing this greener energy duh, 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 agenda have been like, boy, it's sticky for you, man's deal. I find that super interesting. It just shows how effed this world is. And I feel extremely sorry for the people of Sri Lanka due to geopolit- geopolitical influence. And cr- chronic mismanagement of resources and terrible decision making from their governments, they are now suffering, and I just don't think it's fair. So yeah, that's the state of the Sri Lanka economy. I, f- I hope that things get better for their economy and their people over the- over the coming years. And yeah, any questions, people, please shout me. and of course, until Monday's pod, which is next week's pod, peace and blessings hashtag this economics. bow.